Hello everyone, my name is Momes and welcome back to Storytime with Momes. In today's episode, this day was absolute chaos. And the worst part of it is, is it's not just one day. This is a saga at this point. So if you're curious to hear about the rodent saga, stay tuned. So I have my alarm set every morning for 8 a.m. I have to take some medicine so I can eat, so I can take more medicine, so I don't get hives because my body has decided, hey, you're old now, you get chronic hives. Dope. But I also don't sleep very well. I have terrible insomnia and I just, I, sleeping at night just is a, an ordeal for me. So when I wake up before my alarm, I feel angry, very, very angry. So naturally at 7.30 a.m., Half an hour before my alarm's supposed to go off and I hear my dog, Edna, downstairs barking bloody murder, I am not a happy camper at all. And like, so Edna is a Chihuahua Poodle Beagle mix. She's, I'll post pictures of her. She's, she's a dog, but she's a smaller dog. So she has that slightly higher pitched bark, but not like true chihuahua ear piercing kind of bark you know what I mean but it's still obnoxious because Edna also doesn't listen um she was a rescue she was severely abused and she's she struggles with the learning thing she spent the first two years of her life in a cage so she really struggles with um recall so like if I were to yell her name she would not come even if she's excited so like you know dog stuff so I, I go out into the living room and I actually notice she's not there. I was like, where's the dog? I hear the barking, but I don't see the dog. And I'm looking frantically all over the house trying to find the dog, calling her name, hoping that she decides to come when I call her because otherwise I'm just going to be touring my house trying to find my dog. Eventually she comes up from the basement and I'm like, what the heck were you barking at? Why are you in the basement barking? That's weird. D- stop. Okay? Just don't. Naturally, she looks at me with her vacant stare and I go, all right, I'm going to go. I still have half an hour before I have to wake up. I'm going to go lay down, close my eyes, maybe play on my phone a little bit, play a video game, just kind of vibe before I have to force myself to wake up and do things I don't want to do. And as soon as I lay back down and I get comfy and I'm like, all right, this is going to happen. I'm going to fall asleep. I hear her barking again, aggressively, just nonstop. And because she had come up from the basement last time, I went down to the basement and she is giving me that guilty dog look. I'm like, what are you barking at in the basement? Why are you disturbing me? And she's not like facing anything. She looked like she was heading upstairs because she got caught in the basement, which isn't an issue. She's allowed in the basement. So like, I don't know why she feels guilty, but she does. And I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And then I notice... As I head back upstairs, Hazel, my eight-year-old cat, is, her her ears are up, her eyes are wide open, her pupils are dilated, and she's freaking out. And I was like, okay, there's obviously something wrong, but I I don't know. I don't see anything. I don't hear anything. And then Edna does a U-turn and goes back downstairs. Like, we had hardly been upstairs in the kitchen, and she just went, ah, lol, nope, and went back downstairs. I'm like, okay, I'm going to follow you. So I follow the dog and Hazel and they lead me to the middle of the basement. I'm like, what are you doing here? And all of a sudden I hear it. Um, excuse you? 
and I hear the metallic scratching of a rodent in a pipe. Great. Now, I have had rats most of my life. I have owned mice. I have owned gerbils and hamsters. And like, I like small, squishy animals. Like, I love rodents and other types of rodent-like things. So I'm not upset that there is some sort of animal. I'm just upset that I don't know where said animal is and how I'm going to get to said animal out of wherever it is. I'm looking around, trying to find out what pipe it's in. I think the last time, last couple of times we've had animals in our house, besides the mice, which my, one of my cats caught and brought us and we released them. Thank you, Sherpa. Um, we've only had birds and bats in our house. I think the birds, I have birds. Birds are no problem. How the bird would get in there, I don't know. Bats, sometimes they fall down the chimney and then we have to like shoot them back up. Not a big deal. I would much prefer it to be anything other than a bat. But if it's a bat, it's a bat. We'll deal with it. I'll go get some gloves. It'll be fine. We'll call animal control or whatever. It'll it'll be fine. I'll f we'll figure it out. So I'm listening around for the pipes that it's scratching at because now it is aggressively scratching. I discover the pipe that it is scratching in. It is not the chimney pipe or any sort of like heat exhaust. Well, it is. Never mind. It's not scratching from the normal places that normally the rodents would be scratching in. It is scratching from the dryer. Yes, the dryer. Somehow this animal, I thought it was a squirrel at the time, had climbed down the dryer exhaust vent, which has never happened before, and slid down the pipe and then got stuck inside the back of the dryer. And then realized that it can get part of the way out of the tube, but it can't get the rest of the way because it's, you know, it's a vertical tube and it's slidey. So like it has no grip and it is very upset that it has discovered this. <laughs> me being me, I tap on things to make sure it that is where it is. And it is exactly where I thought it was. And then I open the dryer door to see if it's actually in the dryer. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it was in the dryer. It was not. It was it was in the back of the dryer, but it wasn't in like the drum of the dryer. And I'm like, great. This is awesome. I love this. This is so much fun. I don't, there's nothing I could do right now. It is eight o'clock in the morning. I'm tired. And, and what am I going to do? Nothing's open yet. So I close, I heard the animals upstairs and I closed the basement door so that nobody can go downstairs and start barking or scratching or animal things because no, thank you. I sit down on my bed or whatever and I wait. Mom comes home around 8.30ish and she comes in the door. The first thing I said to her is, there's a squirrel in the basement. <laughs> she, oh, heck no. So we run downstairs. It starts doing the thing. She's like, oh my gosh, there's a squirrel in the thing. What the heck are we going to do? She's freaking out or trying not to. She's obviously upset because, you know, what are we going to do? We don't know what to do. What are we going to do? It's not like none of us are strong enough or able enough to pull out the dryer, take off the back of the dryer and catch it. None of us, we don't know what to do. We don't know what to do. Like I said, the uh, squirrel couldn't like climb out the back. It just, it, there was no way. So mom's calling around. She's calling like rescue centers because we have one near us that, that does animal rescue. And she's calling family, trying to get ideas. And, you know, I'm... 
not happy. I'm <laughs> just not happy. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this would happen. But you know, what are we going to do? How are we going to get this poor little thing out of there? Because I don't want it to die in the back of the dryer. If we can't get it out and it does, how are we going to get this, you know, rodent corpse out of the back of our dryer? It's just going to sit there and rot. And then we won't be able to use our dryer. So like, I'm like, I really don't want to have to deal with decomposing rodents. This is not my idea of a great day. I just want to save the baby and live my life, okay? <laughs> I just, just don't want to deal with it. There's nothing really that we can do at this point. She's called everybody she can call. She's waiting for calls back because um, I know the animal rescue place, they make you leave a message and then they get to you when it's convenient for them. You know, they're busy. But mom needed to go to work and I had podcast stuff to do. So I, I'm i in the, the murder basement trying to record a podcast episode and it's not going well. Mom comes home and walks into the room while I'm recording and goes, I tried to turn on the dryer. It went around flunk, clunk, meh. I think I killed it. I'm sorry, Hugh, what? Why didn't you? The thing is, is she wanted to know where it was and if she could scare it out by turning on the dryer. I could have told her that it was not, in fact, inside the drum of the dryer. It was in the back and that there was no way we could access it. So why would you turn on the dryer? So now we've got a concussed squirrel in our dryer or possibly a dead one. I'm very frustrated, but it, it is what it is at this point. There's nothing we can do about it. We're still waiting for phone calls from family. And then the uh, rescue center calls us. At this point, I was pretty sure I was hearing rodent sounds still. So our concussed squirrel was only slightly concussed now, or at least it wasn't unconscious. It, it was a conscious concussed squirrel and not an unconscious concussed squirrel. You know, we take our wins where we can. And, uh, the, the rescue center says, um, yo, what's well, probably a chipmunk. It's probably not a squirrel. That makes sense. And uh, I have a suggestion for you. Are you able to access the exhaust pipe? And we're like, yeah, we can access the exhaust pipe. They're like, well, this worked for somebody. I mean, it took a couple of days, but it, it worked. What you do is you stick a rope down there so that they have something to grab onto. And then you put like a tasty, stinky snack on, on like the exit so that they smell the stinky, smelly snack, see the thing that they can climb out and then climb out, eat the stinky, smelly snack, and then, you know, not be in the place that you don't want it. Cool. We have rope. I have peanut butter. Okay, cool. Let's, let's give it a shot. So mom goes outside and she uh, detaches part of the exhaust pipe. The pipe goes out of our, it goes up from the basement into our garage, out through the, like the garage and outside onto the back deck. So it, it kind of does a little snaky thing. But for the most part, it's accessible. It's easily accessible. There's like a little U-bend in the garage. We could take that off. And then we have instant access to like the basement portion. So it's it's super easy to get to. Mom ties a rope around the chair or ties a, a rope around the, uh, the work desk, the workbench, the carpenters, the thing that outside do people have. What? And she's like, okay, let's do this. And I was like, but how would we know if it gets out? Maybe I didn't hear it. Maybe it was cat sounds and it wasn't chipmunk sounds. How do we know that it, it came out? And she's like, I have security cameras. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'll, I'll just set one up. Um, her employer had ordered a bunch of them and 
I don't know what she was intending to do with them, but she uh, gave them to us to sell. So whatever. So we had these these cameras. I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. I'll find one that I think will work. I'll, I'll set it up. We'll set it outside. It'll do the rope thing. It'll be cool. Or so I thought. So I'm digging through these cameras. There's like a couple different models and all of them are Chinese made. So they have like super wonky instructions that almost make sense, but not quite because translation. I pick one that has motion sensing. It's like, okay, this will be perfect. It looks like a little smoke detector. So I don't, I don't know how it works, but it, it, it's supposed to work. I figure instead of sifting through hours and hours of footage, why don't we get something that has motion detection so that we can be alerted when the thing, when and if the thing happens. So I, I go and I read the instructions and I start to set it up while mom is trying to put a rope down the drain or the drain, the pipe, the thing. She's trying to do the thing. I'm trying to do the other thing, you know? Okay, cool. And I, mm, I have never been this mad at, well, no, I have. <laughs> I haven't been this mad at technology in a very long time, like a very long time. So this camera looks like a little smoke detector. It's round, it's white, it's it's not very big. It's probably the size of like a small ball, like a, maybe like a baseball or a softball. And it's got like a little camera on the front and then it's got like sensors around the outside and one tiny little blue light to let you know it's on. I can't tell which way is up because there's absolutely no printing on this device at all. All I can see is just like the plug hole. And every once in a while, if I angle it in the right direction, I see the blue light. Sometimes. Let me tell you how much I struggled with this thing. I had grabbed the box to see if I could figure out which way it was supposed to actually face. And I couldn't. I couldn't figure it out. Because again, there was no information anywhere on the packaging or the, the, the thing itself that said this way up. So I, I had no idea which way was the correct way. And this becomes important later. Secondly, it was supposed to talk and tell you, hey, I've paired with your device. Hey, I'm plugged in. Hey, do the thing. It would do it, but I would never know if the device was on because sometimes it would do it, sometimes it wouldn't. And then it would be like, hold this button to reset it if you don't hear the thing. Well, I'd go to push the button to reset it. And then it would say the thing that it was supposed to say after I reset it. So like, what does that mean? That wasn't in the instructions. There's only three instructions and that is not one of the instructions. And they're like, go ahead. And if you have any trouble, use the app. And I'm like, I can't use the app. It's stuck in setup mode and it won't tell me anyway because it doesn't have, I didn't, there's nothing here. There's literally nothing there that describes any of the situations that I was in with a device that had nothing on it. So like, I'm angry. I'm so angry. I'm so angry that I'm sitting on the floor of my garage which is something that I would normally not do because garage floors are dirty and I don't want to sit on them. But while I'm fiddling with this, my mom goes, can you put that down and help me with this? And the autism immediately gets angry because you don't. Stopping a task in a task is like the worst thing. It's, it's awful. I hate it. The ADHD hates it too. Everything hates it. I hate it with my entire being. Nobody likes it. So I go, well, I'm doing the thing, but okay, yeah, sure, I can help you. And I was like, what's the problem? She's like, I can't get the rope down the tube. I'm, I'm not sure I'm getting it in all the way. It doesn't seem to be going in. Can you stick your arm down the tube and see if it is in there? Uh, I don't wanna. <laughs> I have sensory issues. 
And honestly, I don't I don't know why anyone would want this. But sticking your arm down a tube that it, no. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you at all. I do it cuz I'm I'm a champion. I'm I'm a trooper. Uh I grab the rope from how she has it I didn't change anything like it was already in there supposedly and I just I just took it from her and I go and I reach down to the end of the rope to try and like stick it down the drain or I keep calling it a drain it's not a drain it's a pipe it's an exhaust pipe there's no water in it. it's, it's not a it's not a pipe so I stick my hand down the pipe and immediately scrape off all the skin on top of my knuckles just right into the thing I'm now I'm livid now I'm just over the entire thing I just I'm done I am so full of done I can't do anymore but I gotta keep persevering because there is a stuck chipmunk and I don't want my mom to keep telling me to help her with the thing I just want to get the thing done so I I pull it back I pull the whole rope out and of course it was coiling in the top so it wasn't making it down there so I make the executive decision to grab the end and then stick my whole arm down the pipe as far as I can to see if I can get the rope down without it coiling randomly in the middle and not doing anything. Now this pipe isn't very long like the distance between my basement and my garage isn't really that big. I I don't know how far it is but it's, it's not a long pipe. It's really not a long pipe. But it is a dryer exhaust pipe. So it is full of kind of that old dryer lint feeling. Like the kind of peach fuzzy old dryer lint feeling. And crusty metal. And my knuckles are all scraped up. And I am not happy. The sensory is bad. I'm over the, I'm just over the entire experience. And I'm like, this chipmunk had better come out of here. Or I am going to just go office space style on the dryer with a bat. <laughs> like, if you've seen the movie, you know, you just beat the ever-loving gears right out of this out of right out of this dryer. I just, I'm done. I, I get it down as far as I can. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know if it's down there. Mom, can you go downstairs and see if you can hear the pipe in the tube and see if you can tell like how far it is? My mom is hard of hearing now, like her hearing is fading and she has hearing aids, which were of course not in her ears because they were charging from her having worn them all day. And we're trying to talk to each other through this tube and it's not working. Like I can hear her, she can hear me, but nobody is answering the right questions because we can't actually hear anybody. So we're just getting mad at each other. And then I ask her a question and the next thing I know, she's standing in the garage. I was like, what are you doing up here? I just asked you a question. I was like, can you hear it? She's like, yeah, I can hear it. <sighs> so I'm like, fine, it's in there. She goes, she gets a, a tortilla chip and she covers it in peanut butter. And I go back to trying to figure out this stupid, stupid camera. And I'm sitting there and I finally got it to the point where it's doing things. It's saying words. I am progressing and I'm so proud of myself. I'm like, perseverance, let's go. And then um, I get to this part where I'm supposed to pair the device with my phone. It's got a little QR code on it. I'm supposed to hold the thing up and then I'm supposed to hold the camera 25 to 35 centimeters away and it's going to talk to each other and they're going to become best friends and soulmates and they're going to record the chipmunk for me so I know it's out of the basement. 
So I'm sitting there. It said it could take up to two minutes. My arms are 25 to 35 centimeters apart. And I'm waiting. And I'm waiting. And I'm waiting. And I wait the whole two minutes. And it goes, uh, something's wrong. It didn't work. Try it again. It's like, oh, no, I don't want to stay here for another two minutes. So I make sure everything is still on the device because apparently it likes to just shut off. I don't know because I can't tell if the thing is on at all. And I'm, I'm holding the device again after I think I reset it. I hold the, the phone up again and I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm waiting with my arms 25 to 35 centimeters apart and nothing is happening at all. There's no beeping. There's no booping. There's no bopping. There's no flashing. There's nothing is happening. And I'm like, I don't even know if the camera is facing the right direction. I could be holding it sideways and it's like, what the heck's a QR code? I don't know. So I'm like trying to flip it around, trying to figure out which way the stupid camera goes so I can make sure it scans the stupid QR code so I don't have to sit there for another two minutes with my arms in the air like an idiot. And I, I, there's absolutely nothing. There's no indication anywhere that I'm holding the camera the right or the wrong way except for the word reset was not upside down. So I guess that's a positive, but I don't know if it was, I don't know. I don't know. I go, I'm like, okay, one more time. If this doesn't work, I'm just going to say, forget it. We're done. I'm not doing this. Goodbye. So I sit down. I get like, I think it was like a minute in and I was like, you know what? I'm over it. The squirrel gets out, the chipmunk gets out, or it doesn't. I'm done. I, I rage quit. I just absolutely rage quit. I slam the garage door shut. I rip the outlet or the plug out of the outlet. I jam everything back into the box, slam all the doors. And I walk in. I'm like, I'm done. It gets out or it doesn't. I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> and I go and I wash my hands and, and make sure that my battle wound from the, the exhaust vent is, is taken care of. And I go and I sulk in my room because I'm so mad. I am so oversensoried and so fed up. I'm just done. We we go to bed that night. The next morning we wake up and my mom comes home from work and she's like, Hey, I think I think something was nibbling on the on the, the peanut butter chip in and the thing in the garage. And it's like, oh really? Dope. So I go out. Uh, much later, because I wasn't going to run right outside. I was still mad about <laughs> the day before. I was, mm. But I, I want to see if it got out. And, you know, I do my day stuff. My mom is running errands or something. So I'm home by myself and go outside. And I notice the chip is no longer under the rope. I remember when I went inside, the rope was literally placed right in the middle of the peanut butter chip. Well, the peanut butter chip was significantly smaller, sideways. There was no peanut butter and there were greasy little paw prints heading towards the door. I, I think I think we did it. I think we did it. I, I don't think there is a chipmunk in the basement anymore. And so I tell mom, she goes out and looks and she's like, yeah, that looks totally different from when I saw it this morning. I think we did it. And we're all like, yay, celebration, party, woo. We're still going to call over our cousin to clean out the back of the the dryer just to make sure that, you know, it's clean and, you know, make sure they didn't do any damage because mom went downstairs to try the dryer again and it's still going. So obviously something broke. Maybe the chipmunk decided to chew on a, on a cord to try and get out, or maybe, you know, thought that would be a good place to store its seed sash and it jammed it with a peanut. I don't know, but he wasn't going to be able to come for like a week. Cool. Whatever. We, we kind of waited a little bit longer and then we pulled the whole operation apart, put the pipe back together and we're like, okay, cool. Dryer's not working. 
that's fine. We don't need to do any laundry, even though we desperately needed to do laundry. And that's fine. It's cool. So finally, a few days later, my cousin comes over and he takes apart the back of the dryer. And <laughs> I later found out um, there might have been two chipmunks because the chip was definitely eaten, but there was definitely a chipmunk still in the dryer and it was very unalived because mom did in fact kill it. Um, It was, I'm not gonna go into details, but it was very much unalived, so much so that it couldn't have been the one scratching on the dryer. There was just no way that that was the sound I was hearing. So there must've been two in there. But uh, yeah, mom totally unalived it. They had to remove it. We let the dryer run for a while to make sure that uh, all the possible decaying rodent smells were not in there, uh, which was fabulous. Um, thankfully they were not, it was fine. Everything was fine. Um, he cleaned out all of our dryer vents. Everything is clean. And apparently what happened was, um, there is a, like, like a little door, like a little flappy door on the dryer exhaust vent outside so that things don't get in it. But what happens is if you don't make sure that it is fully clean, uh, lint can obstruct it and things can crawl in it, like possibly two chipmunks. So that's clean and that will hopefully never happen again because my gosh, I'm going to be checking that every couple of weeks. I don't ever want to do that again. It was so bad. I make light of the situation. I am still very devastated that, you know, we weren't able to save at least one of the chipmunks if there was in fact two of them. Like I love small animals. I love rodents. I love chipmunks. They're so cute. They're so naughty, but they're so cute. And I don't want to be responsible for accidentally unaliving one. But, you know, it it happened. It is what it is. There wasn't much we could do. We did the best we could. I don't know why my mom turned on the dryer, but she did. And, you know, it, what happened happened. And hopefully will never happen again because it was definitely a learning experience. So that was my story. Uh, thank you so much for stopping by and listening. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you were entertained. I'm sorry I didn't have a better ending. If you are interested, please follow me on Twitter at mpeachyfishy if you would like to talk with me. Also, I have an Instagram. I will link that down below because I don't remember what my uh, what my name is because <laughs> it's because of me and I don't. I think it's story time with moms. I think I don't. Honestly, the last couple of weeks have been chaos and I just I don't I don't know how to do anything anymore <laughs> between hives and the holidays and just chipmunks I I can't <laughs> I just can't anymore so yeah if you're interested at all in listening to this podcast it comes out every Sunday at 9 a.m central time usually again thank you so much for listening and until next time <laughs>